there's a vein in our intestines called the portal vein that goes from the intestines to the liver, which helps with the detoxification process. And our, our bile duct gets dilated. So the little tube opens a little farther and is able to function a little better to detoxify the body because the bile duct contains bile, which contain, uh, contains bile acids, which bind to toxins. And so when you get the toxins combining with the, the bile, you know, which gets dumped into the, the small intestine and then travels down the large intestine and out of the body when you go to the bathroom after holding the coffee, you know, that's how you get extra toxins out from the coffee enemas. You're listening to the I Am Healing Strong podcast, a part of the Healing Strong organization, the number one network of holistic cancer support groups in the world. Each week, we bring you stories of hope, real stories that will encourage you as you navigate your way on your own journey to health. Now, here's your host, stage four cancer thriver, Jim Mann. It is my privilege to talk to my uh, mellow homie, uh, Bailey O'Brien. How you doing, Bailey? I'm doing great, Jim. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm beside myself excited <laughs> to talk about this subject today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's everyone's favorite subject, enemas. Now, for people who have already experienced enemas, they're like, what's the problem? It's not a big deal. But those of us who have not done it, like myself, uh, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do that. And obviously, it's not rocket science. It's something that you would do if you need that in your healing process. Fortunately, I didn't really need that. <clears throat> but if I did, um, I, would, I would do it. <laughs> but <laughs> you have experienced it and you know what you're talking about. If you haven't listened to Bailey's uh, podcast, which was the second one in our series, wow. how exciting is that? I don't know where we are right now. We're in the 60s or 70s, but you were the second one. Um, uh, Chris Wark was the first one. And then you, all the big dogs up front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no comment, huh? If you don't know Bailey's... something clever to say, but I, I'm not as quick as you. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you are. You're probably quicker because you live in New York, an hour north of New York City, but still up there in cold country. Is it snowing yet? Uh, yeah, it snowed um, <sighs> yesterday Jealous. or the day before. It was very pretty. Man, we didn't get any snow last year, so I'm hoping we, we get snow like every other year. Mm. Our, uh, our one-inch or two-inch blizzard should come this year. <laughs> Shut us down. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Maryland, so I'm used to snow. Not not so much here in South Carolina. But anyway, that's not what this podcast is about, snowstorms. It is about <laughs> about enemas, right? Glorious coffee enemas, yes. Yes, and like I was saying before I interrupted myself, if you didn't hear Bailey's story, you can go back and listen to that podcast and find out uh, your amazing story. As such a young person, I mean, cancer is for old people like me, right? You were in college, and uh, and here you are, a thriver. So you need to go back and listen to that podcast if you're not familiar with that. But no way. We're talking about animus today. I just cannot wait. <laughs> You'll see the immature side of me, which worked out well in radio because, you know, people expected me to say kind of off the wall stuff. But I'll try to be serious during this time. OK, Bailey? No, I'm good with I'm good with jokes. <laughs> OK, good. 
<laughs> so especially what, this subject, we gotta, you know, break the ice a little bit for. <laughs> yeah, gotta lighten it up there. Especially well, those who are first timers. Yeah, yeah, or not first timers yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. why enemas? I mean, first of all, who in the world came up with that? Who thought, hey, this might be a good idea? Let's go up this direction. I mean, who was that? <laughs> Well, actually, uh, I think there are a couple different origin stories. One is that there were soldiers on the battlefield. Um, I forget which war, um, but they, um, I guess they were very, please forgive my um, poor memory, but I think they were not, they were so sick, they weren't able to drink fluids. And so um, the nurses inserted the fluids the other way um, ah. and they got better. They felt better. Okay. That's that's one of those origin stories. Um, it was coffee enemas were in the Merck manual until um, again. There's another couple <laughs> versions of the story, either the 70s or the 80s, and then they were excised from the Merck manual. You know, mm. we can guess why, but you know, our society is not so much in support of natural and holistic healing methods, unfortunately. But um, you know, Nicholas Gonzalez, who Healing Strong, you know, is friends with his foundation, his wife. Um, he he used coffee enemas for detoxification in his protocol, which was based off of his mentor, um, Dr. Kelly's protocol, which he just uh, came up with after he got pancreatic cancer and um, used different foods and supplements and an individualized diet to heal from cancer. And then he... Um, you know, he ended up getting sick from his body being overloaded with toxins from the juicing and, and the healing that he needed something to help his body detoxify. Hmm. So that's when he, I believe, discovered or, you know, not invented, but uh, first heard about coffee enemas. And then he started doing them himself and he healed completely and then taught others to do the same. But also Dr. Gerson, Max Gerson, who... Uh, came up with the protocol that I followed. Um, he also used coffee enemas to help with detoxification because there are so many juices on, on the Gerson therapy, even the modified Gerson therapy, that enemas were needed as well. Um, they help with, well, uh, might be um, taking some of your questions from you, but they can help <laughs> with pain as well as detoxification. Okay. Well, so why would we, or why would someone need to do an enema? What's the advantage? I mean, from passing it through the other way, what is the advantage of going directly there? Okay. So it ha interestingly has the opposite effect on our body compared to drinking it. So when we drink coffee, the caffeine uh, stimulates our sympathetic nervous system, which is uh fight or flight, fight or flight mode, like, mm -hmm. you know, running from danger. You need all your uh, muscles and your, your skeletal muscles and your heart to beat really fast and move really fast. But then when you do coffee enemas, taking the coffee and caffeine and all that um, rectally, then your parasympathetic nervous system is activated, which helps us to rest and digest. And so our, our body slows down. Although we can feel, interestingly, more energetic after we express the coffee and get the toxins out. So it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's something that 
uh, most of us have to really think through and say, okay, it's starting to make sense. Now, when you first had to do that, was that like, were you like uh, thinking, okay, I don't know if I can do that. It seems so weird. (laughs) Yeah. I remember (laughs) I was, I was at home with my mom at my parents' house, uh, home from college, you know, with the stage four cancer diagnosis. And we were preparing for uh, a trip to Mexico to a clinic, a cancer clinic to do the Gerson therapy um, as well as some other things. And my mom made a batch of coffee, this special blend. And she was like laughing, ha ha ha. She's on the phone with her friend thinking that I was going to do a coffee enema. And um, I, I actually got very angry with her and I stormed upstairs to my room and I said, I am not doing that. <laughs> not until wow. I absolutely have to. I'm going to avoid it as long as possible. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, I was really not looking forward to it. And even the first the first couple or few enemas, I needed assistance from a nurse and it was very difficult. I was not able to successfully complete a coffee enema or hold the coffee as long as uh, was prescribed for me, which was 12 to 15 minutes. Mm. Um, and I, I continued to struggle actually for about three months with coffee enemas, doing them three times per day. But in a funny, funny way, uh, this is actually part of my faith story. I didn't know what I believed about God, but I had prayed for a miracle. God, if there, please give me a miracle. And then I was so frustrated with not being able to hold the coffee for the full amount of time and having this like, you know, these my stomach, my bowels were like, get it out, get it out. (laughs) (laughs) I was so desperate. I, in my mind, I said, God help me. And in an instant, my stomach was settled and I was able to hold the coffee and I've had little trouble since then, you know, here and there, but overall it's been a miracle. So you have to hold the coffee in for, for 12 to 15 minutes. I mean, how do you do that? Uh, yeah. So you're, it's really just, the best thing to do is go to the bathroom before, prior if you can. Um, mm-hmm. So you have like the room and you're not going to have ex- any extra urgency to go to the bathroom while you're holding the coffee. But it's really like um, the prescribed amount is a quart of coffee. But wow. I actually ended up um, on average holding about 28 ounces. So I did a less, a little less than a quart. And even now I've been, um, you know, sometimes it's 24 ounces, which is only three cups compared to four. I think, you know, it depends on the size of the person. Mm-hmm. Now, did you notice a difference after doing, doing this? I mean, to your health, is it like right away or is it just, uh, mm. what, what was the result? Well, um, I remember being at home and um, I was doing Coley's toxins as part of my treatment protocol, which is an alternative treatment that's not legal in the United States, but it is legal in in Mexico where I went for treatment. And I like the Coley's toxins treatments made me feel tired and um, I would get fevers from them. And then just like general malaise, like not feeling well, kind of flu-like symptoms sometimes. Um, so after doing a coffee enema, I would feel, um, relief like in my, in my head, in my mind, in my overall, um, you know, how my body felt like I would feel more clear in my mind and I would feel a little bit more energy and lightness. 
Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to uh, Linda Murphy. She's talking about the flu-like symptoms is basically your body, you know, detoxifying. So, I mean, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's working, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it means your immune system is working. Yeah. Now, what, what kind of, other than Starbucks, what kind of coffee do you need to use for this? <laughs> I think Chris Wark, uh Rose, his sweet social media gal, put out a, a story on his Instagram that said, like, which, how do you prefer your coffee? There were four options, and letter D was the bucket <laughs> with the coffee. Um, but it's, it is a special blend. It's a very light roast, a blonde roast. So it's uh-huh. not, it's not, um, I don't know the word. The word that comes to mind is charred, <laughs> um, but it's not dark. It's not right. something that you would, it doesn't taste like, you know, your typical coffee that you buy from the store or a coffee shop. It's, uh, it smells more like peanuts. Um, huh. And yeah, it's like a tan color. So the brand that I have been using is S.A. Wilson's, S like Sam, A like Apple Wilson's. And that's from Canada. And there are other brands you can get like uh, cafe ma'am i think is one that's pretty common um and it's i've never seen it in a in a store locally um i think you can only mostly get them online yeah that's the blend wow okay so basically um (laughs) you have to lay on on the bathroom floor to do this right yeah um I did it in the bathroom for the longest time until a couple of years ago. Then um, I found myself in a situation with a very, very dirty bathroom floor. <laughs> so um, I did it in the bedroom on the bedroom floor, uh, okay. which, you know, being able to hold it um, more comfortably um, was not an issue. I've uh, know known people who have done it on the bed, you know, with a towel or a couple towels. So, I mean, how are you doing yourself physically? I'm doing very well. Okay. You look spectacular, so I'm assuming you're healthy. Thank you. Looks can be deceiving, but (laughs) I trust that I am am well. And um, (laughs) this morning I told someone it was 15 years since my diagnosis as of next month. And actually it was Thanksgiving weekend when I first um, showed my mom the mole on my right temple that was diagnosed with melanoma but I, it was yeah. it's actually 16 years ago that wow um, uh, cancer survivor yeah you're not supposed to be with us right yeah it According was stage doctors. four in 2011 12 oh, uh, coming up on 13 years um from that man i'm just a baby i've only had seven years <laughs> oh well but we're still we're both still here awesome. so that's good now do you still do enemas yeah so I, I went off, uh, off the therapy, kind of off the diet and lifestyle with, um, Gerson and, you know, I was eating things I shouldn't, um, always, you know, it was something I thought about and knew I shouldn't be doing. Um, but in the last, uh, I don't know, 14, uh, 15 months, I got, um, more serious about what I was eating and, taking care of my body and, um, doing the exercise that I believe I was built for, um, you know, which is less or more intense than others, but yeah. And so I, I've, I'm worked back up to, 
um, essentially the full therapy, you know, lots of juices and I'm doing three coffee enemas per day now and wow. doing the exercise, but also resting and not allowing too much stress into my life. Yeah. Wow. You're like a pro at enemas then. I'm getting, you know, better than I used to be. Now, is there too many times that you can do it a day? Is there like a limit? Well, um, it does, you know, clear your lower intestines and the intestines are for nutrient and water absorption. So you don't want to do um, too many. Uh, I believe Gerson's patients, um, sometimes they would, I think, um, if I recall correctly in his literature, it could have been less than um, two hours apart, but that's only for someone who felt really, really sick. Uh, wow. For the, the average person, it would not nearly be as frequent. Uh, some people on the Gerson therapy do five a day, uh, oh. some four. I did three uh, with doing 13 juices per day. And then sometimes, you know, people could do them once a day or once a week or once a month, depending on their needs and convictions. Yeah, I don't do it at all. So I feel bad. <laughs> not you're not yet. Looking, you're not looking down at me, are you? What? No. <laughs> and I have friends uh, who avoided it and avoided it and avoided it and avoided it. They're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to do it. And then they did it. And then they like me, it's their favorite part of the day. Wow. Yep. That's, 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 that's good. I guess that's a good thing for those of us yeah. who have not done that and thinking, oh, it's going to be terrible. But, you know, most people who have gotten into it, they're like, no big deal. In fact, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some people don't have any trouble the first time. Like, especially if they've, like some, some people, like maybe your gen, around your generation, growing up as kids, their parents would make them do like an enema for whether it's prevention or if they were feeling sick to help them heal and feel better. Um, so for some people, it's not a big deal at all. Um, for yeah. others like myself, it was more challenging. But you can get there. It can become <laughs> your favorite part of the day. I've never, you know, I never got medicine that way. Not that I remember. I, mean, I had a colonoscopy. huh? Oh, yeah. I've had that too. That was way, way worse than a coffee really? enema. Oh, yeah. Hmm. For me, yeah. Weren't you asleep? Uh, actually I woke up. Well, okay. We need to oh. not talk about that, but, okay. um, <laughs> for most of it, I was asleep. My doctors claimed that my doctor claimed that I was not awake for any of it, but I distinctly recall gripping the uh, side of the bed, the railing. Oh yeah. yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> now I have a different situation because, you know, being in radio, uh, and I had my colonoscopy and I remember I was about dozing out. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, one of the, it seemed like 25 people down at that end, mm -hmm. but uh, <laughs> one one lady, a nurse, whatever, she goes, I listen to you every morning. I thought, like, that's not what I need to hear. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> well, at least you knew you had a friend. <laughs> yeah. Care of you. Yeah. So anyway, that's a. As that's long as she was a, still a fan after. <laughs> that's a unique story, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> very unique, Jim. <laughs> you have a very interesting life. Yeah. No. <laughs> Now, here's a practical question. What do you do while while the enema is going on? You just like okay. read or? I use my phone. I have a Bible app I use in the morning that for nice. my, my morning quiet time. Um, 
Um, my boyfriend does the Gerson therapy as well. And he has a, a little mini Bible in the drawer in the bathroom that he reads when he does his <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, what else do I do? I don't know. I think I might have read other books and uh, listened to music, uh, maybe watch, you know, YouTube video. I don't know. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> prayed, just sat and prayed. I've even dozed off maybe mm. a couple times and, you know, just relaxed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, your boyfriend, why is, <laughs> why is he going through this? Just for uh, health? Well, he's a Melahomey also. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, he's in remission by the grace of God, but he's yeah. um, not so far out now that he's not doing the the protocol with three three coffees mm -hmm. per day. And uh, gosh, he does even more than thirteen juices per day. <laughs> he is really? he is so. Uh, oh gosh. Um, He's, he's very, he's done a tremendous job on the therapy and he's just done it very, very intensely. And I think that's, you know, if I could figure out why he's um, a survivor, I would say that's one of the factors is how serious he's taken it and gone yeah. above and beyond um, what was prescribed. So That's a good sign. Sounds like a good man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough words. He's. He's amazing. Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> well, I don't know if I can say that much this time around. <laughs> we'll just say Frank. <laughs> He's a gift from God. We'll keep it on the down low. For now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would you say to somebody who has been told that they need to be doing this, but is, are very hesitant? How would you encourage them? Well, first, I would say don't be afraid. Um, second, if, if your body totally rejects it and you absolutely cannot do it, then, then you modify the protocol and you don't do it. Um, mm -hmm. but I think the most important thing is to try. And if this already sounds like a cliche, but if it doesn't, if, if it doesn't work or you're not able to do it in a satisfactory way, the first time, don't give up. If you reach the end of your rope and, or you're desperate for help you can cry out to god just like i did and god will hear and and give you some help <laughs> yes. um and there there are ways to modify it there's a i have a friend she and i met recently and she, i was trying to go back and find in our conversations i i didn't get to it uh it was actually in our text messages um she, I think she said she actually struggled for 10 years with coffee enemas. And then we, we talked about it. I said, maybe try just making it a bit weaker, uh, the coffee, like do, uh, I forget what I told her, but maybe like half the dose or, or one sixth the dose of coffee, um, and try that. And she said she was able to hold the enema comfortably for the first time in 10 years. So yeah. Like there, there are things that you can do to make it easier, um, like doing either less liquid or less coffee uh, to make it a weaker, um, or do it multiple multiple times through, or start with water only. So there's there's hope. <laughs> 
when you first start, is it is there a place you can go to have like a nurse help you with it or? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, it's not a common place here in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, more common in Mexico. Um, even going there, you may not have a nurse to help you. Um, I don't know, maybe a friend or if you know of a nurse who might be willing to, you know, um, come to your house and help you out with that. Or there are videos on YouTube <laughs> to learn how to do it yourself. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're, they're appropriate. They're <laughs> okay. Good. PG, okay. Yes. PG rated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have written instructions I, on my website. I have a coffee in my ebook somewhere. I think it's right, on okay. the website. You could go to baileyobrien.com and search in the search bar coffee enemas. There should be a okay. coffee enema guide. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question. How does it actually work? I mean, why <laughs> Why does it detox your body better than other uh, procedures? Well, that's a great question. I'm sure there are so many, like, plant chemical compounds in coffee that we haven't even, that scientists haven't even discovered yet, but there are a few that, um, I don't even know how to pronounce them probably, but, uh, well, caffeine, I know how to pronounce, but caweol, um, and palmitic acid are a couple, um, components of coffee that are higher in the light roast, the blonde roast of coffee which is why we use that one, which um, help with the detoxification. And there's a vein um, in our intestines called the portal vein that goes from the intestines to the liver, um, which helps with the detoxification process. And our, our bile duct gets dilated. So the little tube opens a little farther and um, is able to function a little better to detoxify the body because the bile duct contains bile, which contain, uh, contains bile acids, which bind to toxins. And so when you get the toxins combining with the, the bile, you know, which gets dumped into the, um, the small intestine and then travels down the large intestine and out of the body when you go to the bathroom after holding the coffee, um, you know, that's how you get extra toxins out from the coffee enemas. There's, there's also, um, I've read that the volume is important, you know, to have a certain amount of coffee and water as you hold the enema, because that activates peristalsis, which is the movement or the contraction of the, um, I guess it's smooth muscles along the intestines to kind of like squeeze the stuff out, out of your body. Um, and also there was an article written or, uh, I don't know if Gar wrote the article, but he was interviewed or put forth this information. Gar Holdenbrand is my Gerson practitioner who I worked with in Mexico. Um, and I'm actually going to see him really soon. Um, yeah. The first time in like almost 10 years. But um, he's so he's a Gerson expert, has translated a lot of Gerson's work and is still translating this super, super long document that's over 600 pages long about tuberculosis. Oh. Um, but it's, it's super connected to cancer. And, um, anyway, some, more than half of Gerson's patients who are in Gerson's book, a cancer therapy results of 50 cases were on this diet, uh, his 
tuberculosis diet. So fun fact you didn't ask for, but anyway, <laughs> my, my crazy brain goes in all these different directions to get to the final destination. So anyway, um, Gar Gerson expert wrote an article or was interviewed for the Townsend letter, um, about coffee enemas. Dr. Linda Isaacs is an expert on coffee enemas too. And I believe she wrote an article in the same publication. Anyway, um, coffee enemas may actually, um, help kill cancer cells and Mm. coffee enemas may create danger signals, which is, is another like rabbit trail, um, about the, um, the danger, danger theory or danger model of the immune system, which explains why cancer can grow basically undetected by the body and the immune system. Um, basically, basically because the cancer does not look dangerous. So with these danger signals alerting the immune system through coffee enemas, that may explain why Dr. Gerson had success treating people with cancer with just like a diet and detox protocol. Mm. Hey, just just a side note here. My youngest daughter is in college for nursing. And she Uh told me that her professor said that the coffee enemas don't work. Oh, well, that's (laughs) unfortunate. And thank, thank goodness. Well, I I don't know if your daughter believes that or not. No, no. I, I'm thankful for, um, uh, the up and coming generation of doctors and, and healthcare workers who um, are more open to holistic methods of healing and prevention. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter, I mean, she told me that because she thought that was kind of funny, but that's how the medical community teaches things, of course, because mm-hmm. they don't really make a lot of money off of coffee enemas. Although it would save uh, save people a lot of mo- insurance companies a lot of money if um, coffee enemas were incorporated into yeah, well, don't don't think logically, okay? <laughs> That's terrible. Oh gosh. Okay, well, I, hey, you know what? We got through talking about enemas without me g- giggling the whole time. <laughs> We've made it through, Jim. Both of us. Maybe, maybe I'm growing up. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far. Yeah, okay, it's true. <laughs> growing up is boring. In fact. <laughs> It's kind of funny. All my life, people have always said, oh, they, after they laugh at something stupid, I said, they always go, when are you going to grow up? And so oh. I, try, I try being serious, and then no one listens to me. I said, well, <laughs> forget that. You have I a guess great I... way of making light of things, Jim, because, oh, gosh, I don't know. I, I grew up being a really serious kid. I was always very serious, like, in sports. And um, when I got into diving in high school, um, and I got this – crazy coach who was the most amazing coach he always told me to smile and he said when you smile like even if you don't feel like it like your body will will change once your face changes and um he was right and i've learned from people since then that you know enjoying yourself like in college my teammates they would laugh and and then i would laugh and then i was like oh this is great like we're still doing the same work it's still the same level of seriousness, you know, competing, but, um, but there's no harm in having fun. It, it only can help. And right. laughter is, we know the best medicine and like, I'm like going to cry right now. Like it's one of the ways that I was able to get through cancer is through being able to laugh. Uh, 
at whether it's inappropriate or appropriate, <laughs> <laughs> laughing at myself. Like I lost half my ear and, um, I was home with my dad and I heard something that he didn't even hear. <laughs> and he said, wow, you have a good ear. <laughs> and it was like the t- two days after I got half my ear chopped off and I laughed <laughs> in my, <laughs> my ears. So. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest laughing at other people's cancer, but no, yes, right. <laughs> laugh if they laugh. <laughs> yes. Laughing at yourself is, is great. As long as you're not putting yourself down, but just making light yeah. of things that are serious. Right. And I see you as a very lighthearted person. So apparently I caught you after you got uh, more <laughs> joyful. How about that? Yes, you did. Okay, Thank good. You. <laughs> yeah. Cause serious people don't really like hanging around me. Cause, uh, well, because I'm not serious. They so. they haven't been lightened up yet, but that's right. They're just wrong. That's all. <laughs> I'll pray well, for them. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, as usual, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And even oh, if the subject Jim. is enemies, <laughs> it's you're such a ray of hope. Like you know, we all have have troubled days and moments, and and you and your. I'm Healing Strong Podcast. The Healing Strong Podcast have been a, a light in my life. Um, so thank you for doing okay. what you do. You sure. Have yeah. a huge impact. Do you live at a train station? Oh, do you hear the train? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I live pretty close to one. Not that oh. close. Like, I don't know, maybe a mile and a half or so. But. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe you were about to catch one. I didn't know. <laughs> Could be in front of my window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Bailey, well, thank you so much. And I have a, I have a new um, insight on enemas. Thanks to you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jim. Thanks for the, the privilege and the joy of hanging out with you. And I pray that those who hear this podcast are encouraged and hopeful and, and joyful and, and healed. You've been listening to the I Am Healing Strong podcast, a part of the Healing Strong organization. We hope you found encouragement in this episode, as well as the confidence to take control of your healing journey, knowing that God will guide you on this path. Healing Strong is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to connect, support, and educate individuals facing cancer and other diseases through strategies that help to rebuild the body, renew the soul, and refresh the spirit costs nothing to be a part of a local or online group. And you can do that by going to our website at healingstrong.org and finding a group near you or an online group or start your own, your choice. While you're there, take a look around at all the free resources. Though the resources and groups are free, we encourage you to join our membership program at $25 or $75 a month. This helps us to be able to reach more people with hope and encouragement. And that also comes with some extra perks as well. So check it out. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating, leave an encouraging comment, and help us spread the word. We'll see you next week with another story on the I Am Healing Strong podcast.